Hey guys, welcome to On the Road to Damascus. It is me, Yvonne. As you can see, there is no Luke today. We have decided that there is a call on Damascus in our lives to present ourselves the way that God has made us. And for some of us, that's really uncomfortable. Luke is a natural in front of the camera and I am not a natural in front of the camera. I actually like being behind it and I prefer him being beside me because I can hide in the humor a little bit. But <clears throat> I think there's something happening in the world right now where people are feeling something happening. They're feeling not just an awakening, but they're feeling this urgency of purpose and it's uncomfortable. And you don't really know what to do with it. Some of us are being called to step back from some of the things that we thought God was calling us to. Some of us are being called into places that we said no to before. And some of us are being called to leave behind a comfortable life to chase after God. And it's scary. It's really scary. And if you've seen season three, episode one, Luke and I both sit and we talk about how my family was called by God to sell her home and move to the UK because he has cultivated me for 15 years to do what he has asked me to do. So I guess you're just wondering now what he's asked me to do. And really, I want to say it simply, he's asked me just to be a voice. And he's asked me to inspire people to step into the things that that he's calling them to do, to really lead the way and go, you know what, it's hard. And I, and I get that it's scary. And I get that you don't feel prepared or qualified. And God doesn't call the qualified. He actually calls us to be where he wants us and he qualifies us there. You don't have to earn your position in the game that we are in. You don't have to earn it. There was no tryouts. There was no training. You don't have to earn it. He actually says, here's a jersey, put it on and get in the game. And that's really what is happening in the world. There's people, I've been encountering people. I've been reading a post online, Facebook, Instagram, and there's something happening right now in the world. There's something that is sweeping anybody right now who's even the little bit, little bit in tune, people who are not even believers are catching what is happening. And some are calling it revival. Some are calling it a spiritual awakening. Some are calling it the coming of Christ. What I want to say is, is that it's something new. It's something that we've never seen before in our time. It's something that we're excited about. For some of us, we're anxious about because we don't know what it is. For some of us, we are trying to discern the things that it is and build it ourselves and it keeps failing and we don't know why. And I guess my my reason that we set to do season three, episode two, is because I want to inspire you that if you're listening to this right now, if you're watching this right now, you have a place in what is coming there's a moment that you're going to step into and you're going to realize that you were made for this very moment and it doesn't matter 
anything three seconds from the moment that you just heard that nothing matters from that moment. Only what you do moving forward. Only the steps that you take and aligned with God. It's not easy. And I want to tell you why it's not easy. But three years ago, God asked me to quit my job. And the thing is, is that I have three children. They're all active in sports. They all went to private school. We lived in a big, beautiful home. We lived in a nice area. We had the we had what people would deem the American dream. We were happy. We loved it. We thought everything of it was amazing. And God said to me, Yvonne, I want you to quit your job. And I said, okay, because you've asked me, I will do it. And so I asked my husband and my husband said no. Now, it's nothing against my husband and uh, don't worry, it's okay. It all worked out for the best. (laughs) But what happened is, is that he had to go sit with God because he had to hear from God himself. And so when he came back and he said, let her quit her job, God said, okay, I want you to sit at home now. And I sat at home for three years. I sat at home, one income family. And I want to say that it was easy and it was spiritual and it was an experience that people go come out the other side going, oh, it was the most beautiful thing that ever happened. There was a lot of fear in that. There was a lot of fear that we were going to lose the things that we've worked really hard for. There was a lot of fear that there was going to be things that we couldn't give to our kids that we've always wanted to give them. But in that, something else happened. You see, it wasn't what we thought we needed is what God knew that we It was what we needed. It's not what we wanted. What we wanted was to establish a legacy of faith for our kids. And that really came in in learning to trust God in what he was asking us to do. And he didn't ask me because I've been a Christian for, you know, 20 years. He didn't ask me as a brand new believer. He asked me because I walked through a process with him. And that process led me to have the kind of relationship where he could ask me and he knew that I would say yes. And that's going to be different for every single person. Every single person is at a different stage life where he may ask you to buy coffee for the person behind you. He may ask you to go and rake leaves for your neighbor's yard. Go carry the bags for somebody who is struggling. Or go and buy a meal for somebody. Go buy a car for somebody go so into somebody that you think is a little bit off but you don't know why God's asking you to share he doesn't put those on you to burden you he puts them on you because he trusts you because he trusts that even when you wrestle with it you're gonna say yes in the end so I sat at home for three years and he gave me this verse Jeremiah 33 3 and it says call to me And I will answer you and I will tell you the great and mighty things which you do not know. Every day I asked him. Every day he stood at the door and knocked and I answered that door. Every day I sat with him and I said, God, show me the things that you have for the world. God, show me the things you have for my community. God, show me the things you have for my family. And God, show me the things you have for me. And every day I sat there. And I read the Bible and I worshiped and I cried because I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't know the part I played. I didn't even, I didn't even know at that point if we were going to move to the United Kingdom. I just didn't know. It was hard. 
It was hard to be obedient in a time where I had no understanding of what was happening. But every day I got up and he knocked at the door every morning and I answered it. Because what I did know is that he would never leave me or forsake me. And that was the only promise I held on to in three years. We had money. We paid our bills. We were a little bit behind sometimes, but we made it through. It wasn't the big extravagant kind of living that we were used to. But I asked my kids a couple months after coming out of that three years, and they said, you know, some of that time was the best time that they ever had because we actually slowed down our lives a little bit. And we started focusing on some of the things that really, truly mattered to us. And so after three years of that season of sitting at home, God called us to the United Kingdom. And it, it, wasn't, um, it wasn't easy. It was another thing that was really hard for us to do. My husband and I, we didn't want to sell our brand new home. It was only built one year before that. We didn't want to pull our kids out of the community that we built, the school that that sewed into them. We didn't want to pull them out of those things. But in the obedience and the sitting and the asking, God says, I want you to do this for me. And so we said yes, but we didn't know what it would look like again. We didn't know where we were going to go. We've never been to England in our in our entire lives. We didn't know where we were going to end up. But one thing really did happen was that he gave us a choice. He said to me, he said one night as I was praying in the middle of the night, he said, Yvonne, you can keep the house, the blessing that I originally gave you, you can keep that. And that's okay. If that's what you want, that is okay. You can stay there. But if you want more, I'm asking you to trust me and give back what I have given you to walk into something greater. That is the scariest thing I think I've ever had to do. I had to trust that giving everything that I have built to that moment, everything, every blessing that he's given me, that he would give it back to me in tenfold. And it's not going to happen right away. It actually might not even happen in my time. But do I trust him to do that? And the process was I was trusting him and he was trusting me to hold on to the things that he was seeing. And so we talk this episode, episode two, we're calling it the sound, the trumpet, because what I'm going through, I am 100% sure that there is many people right now going through it. There's something happening inside their spirit. There's something happening inside their hearts. They don't know what it is. They feel anxious about it, or they feel fearful, or they feel unsure They don't know what to call it, so they latch on to the thing they're most familiar with. You find a lot of people are going, revival is coming, revival is coming. Or many people are going, God, I'm asking for revival. And they're going, you're not answering us. And and people are confused and they're unsure. And I don't think God means for everybody to be confused or unsure. I I don't think that's what he's doing. What I think is, is he's taking us through a journey of what he is doing. You see, I don't believe that revival comes down from heaven and just manifests on earth. I believe that there's revival inside of us. People who have said yes to God, we carry the revival. 
we bring revival wherever we go, we seek, because we're pieces of the kingdom that he has in heaven, on earth as it is in heaven. We are those keys. He has given us permission to sound the trumpets wherever we go, to make a loud and joyful noise. So we are carrying the revival. The people who are anticipating revival, those are people who have never encountered, they've never had a authentic encounter with God. But when they do, they start living in the revival because that's what they carry inside of them. It's awakening things that have been dormant. I didn't think that United Kingdom would be a place I would go. I thought I'm from Canada. Canada would be the place I would stay. I would do great works in my community. A great church there. I have great community, a great support team. But he called us here. And with that, he gave me a vision for the United Kingdom. And I want to actually share that vision tonight. I want to share the things that God has put on my heart for this land, for this nation, all of it. So I want to read that to you. It says, I hear the Lord today. United Kingdom, the walls are about to fall. The division from one from another will no longer be there. Unity will come in the midst of diversity. What looks like a mismatch of people will become the new face for the body of Christ. What once kept us apart will now bring us together. It is silent at the moment and you wonder why the voice of God is not speaking. He is getting ready for the army that is about to blow the trumpets. The sound is the trumpet announcing the glory of God to descend on the nation as a whole. What once separated the glory of God from his people will be restored. This will look like a restoration of what was lost. People will become whole. Families will become whole. And what was taken by the world will come back to them through the kingdom of God. God has assessed the nation and is resuscitating what once was dead. With a breath of fresh life being breathed into the lungs and the compression of the chest, the heart will beat again. Just like CPR, ribs will be broken to start the heart. It will not feel natural, but the starting of the heart is the first thing that needs to happen for the rest of the body to heal. Turn the people's eyes and ears to heaven so that they may see and hear the things God is doing. Take people on the ancient path to the top of the mountain where they will encounter the Lord. They'll experience the goodness of God and come down, bringing the glory of God wherever they go. Help put their feet on a path of righteousness so they may walk in the ways of the Lord. Like the sound of the trumpets in the UK, this move will be heard all over the world. There will be signs, wonders, and miracles that will come out of this nation that has never been done before. This is the birthplace of a move that is going to be happening. United Kingdom will set the path for what is about to come announcing to the world. You will be a nation that unites the kingdom of heaven together so that the world would look like heaven. Right now, there's a massive division in the church. We are divided probably on all sorts of things. And we wonder why that when we sound or we speak truth or we speak love, that there is a constant attack on it is because we are a divided body at the moment. And Christ is calling us to the unity. He is calling us to the very heart of what his mission on earth was. And it was to love people, but to love them in truth. And the truth is, is he came to die for every single one of us. 
until we start uniting, we will not be able to breathe a movement into this world. We need to come together. Some things we will disagree on and that's okay. It's okay to be different. We don't have to look the same. We were not created to look the same. We were created to look different. I was created to hold a vision while other people were created to build a vision. There's people there who are to teach it, people who care for others. We were all, we were all put here for a purpose so that we work in unity as a body. Some of us may be toes and some of us may be fingers, but we have a purpose for why we are here. Stop trying to look like somebody else because what we need is we need you. We need you to stand in what God is calling you to do. We need you to not look at the person next to you and say, I want to be more like them. I don't need another them. I need a you. We need an army of people. There is a war happening in the, in the spiritual realm right now. There's a war happening over the lands. And we need an army of people to start going out. But it's not for the reason that people think. We're not going out to start a war. We're not going out to finish a war. The war's already been done. We read it. We read it right here. It's been done. Christ died on the cross. He said his last words and is finished. It's done. We've won. We are on a recon mission. We have men behind the enemy lines. They are being tortured. They are being held hostage. They're being held by fear. And people who have broken out of that have the ability to put their equipment on, go back over those lines and go get them. While there may be other people there ready to help them, heal them, restore them. I want to read to you something that God has been putting on my heart um, the last couple days as he aligns the, the, the word that he has given me for the United Kingdom. And the word goes like this in Jeremiah. Jeremiah was a prophet that wept for his nation. And God asked me two weeks ago, would I weep for this land? Would I weep until this land is set free? And weeping is the tears that come out of your eyes. Crying is the sound. God said, would you weep? And the tears that I cry over this land is for the healing of this nation, the division to stop, for the restoration to come, for the heart of the Father to come back to this land so that people have authentic experiences with the love of God. Because I tell you, when you encounter the love of God, you will live no other way in your life. You can't. You were never made to live another way. And this is what God said to me in Jeremiah 33, 6. Nevertheless, the time will come when I will heal Jerusalem's wounds and give it prosperity and true peace. I will restore the fortunes of Judah and Israel and rebuild their towns. I will cleanse them of their sins against me and forgive all of their sins of rebellion. And then hear this. Then this city will bring me joy. This nation will bring me joy, glory, and honor before all other nations. And the people of the world will see all the good I do for my people. And they will tremble with awe at the peace and prosperity I provided for them. There's a revival 
that is here. It is coming to other people. There is something happening. And if that's something you believe in, it is something that is happening right now in this nation. And I'm calling every single one of you who have felt it in your spirit that it's time for us to sound the trumpet. We cannot be the only ones who sound them. This is a call for other people to sound back. The birthplace of what is happening is going to be the United Kingdom. We were going to set the example for the rest of the world. People will take notice of what is happening here. It is a time of excitement and anticipation. It's a time of seeing something radical in our days that we never thought that we would. I don't care if you're 102 or two years old, you bring something to this table. You bring something that is invaluable to this table because you were made in the image of Christ. Let no one tell you that you do not belong to this family. Unity means we are family. I love Disney and Lilo and Stitch is a movie which is my son's favorite and one of the phrases Ohana means family. And he says that we are broken and we are little, but we are family. Some of our family is hurting and some of our family is crying. Some of our family is a little bit lost. It is our job as mothers and fathers to bring healing to our family. We set the tone in our home. We set the tone in the lives of people around us. I will weep until this nation is free. I can't help it. I have a heart for it. He has made me in this image to weep and I will weep until restoration hits. And then I will weep tears of joy when revival breaks out. And if you see me in person and I'm weeping, it's just because I'm weeping all the time. Because I weep in sorrow, but I weep in joy. Join us. Join us in the revival that's going to be happening. Don't focus on anything else. This is not the time to be swayed by the world. Focus. And if you ask God, God, what do I play? What part do I play? He'll give you an answer. He'll tell you. See, because he's standing at the door knocking right now. My question is, is will you answer it? And that is the episode that I want to leave you with. And the question that I want to ask you is that God will never stop knocking. But are you ready to answer the door? You can find us on our Instagram. If this message has touched you, leave us a message. One of us will get back to you. Check out our Facebook, On the Road to Damascus. Check out Damascus Experience on Instagram or damascusexperience.com. And even if you are sitting there going, I still don't know Yvonne. I still don't know what part I play. I still don't know about any of us, any of this. Then just follow us and watch. 
Just watch what God will do, because my expectation is that he will move mountains. If I ask them, he will move them. And I'm asking him to start a revival in the UK. Watch what he will do and be amazed by the things that he'll do. Have a great day, guys.